We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, here we go on a Thursday Extra Point Show. Sal Capaccio from down here at One Bills Drive. Sneaky Joe DiBiase in our Amherst studios. We will hear from new interim offensive coordinator Joe Brady. At about 11.30. Now, I don't know the exact order they're going to go in, so I just want to make sure everybody knows that. Like, mm-hmm. at 11.30, we're going to hear from Joe Brady and Eric Washington, but one will go and then the other will go. So it could be Eric Washington first and then Joe Brady. So, you know, but we'll bring that to you as the coordinators speak here. And, of course, you know, Eric Washington isn't the defensive coordinator by title either. Uh, Joe Brady is the interim offensive coordinator, but you get the point. We always hear from Eric Washington every week. And that's senior defensive assistant, assistant head coach. Joe Brady today as well. We'll do that today on the Extra Point Show. Joe will have sneaky starts and sits. I will have three dog Thursday. I've been just kind of contemplating the big picture really over the last few last couple days, Joe. Like mm-hmm. what the offense looks like, where this team goes. And I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to just lose sight of the fact they have a game this week. And I don't want to lose the sight of the fact that they still have seven games left to play. Have you thought at all about okay, like, they can still try to turn this thing around. We've talked so much about, oh, my God, like, they are very percentage-wise, percentage-wise, very Mm -hmm. big chance they're not going to make the playoffs. But have you thought about the fact that they still can? And that they haven't, even though the schedule isn't favorable, I get it. I I understand all these things against them. But have you thought about kind of still trying to right the ship and being in that position at the end? Yeah, I mean, sure, I've thought thought about what their chances are. I mean, I am not. It's it's hard to it's hard to be optimistic that that is going to happen. I I think you know, like they've dug they've dug quite a hole here. Like I I yeah. think Joe Brady could really come in and spark something or honestly even just the turnovers go away and they're fine on offense. I don't know that they'll get back to being the unstoppable force that they've looked at, looked at times. I don't know if that's in there with this team. Um, even though, again, like they did do it at the beginning of the year, so you might think it's in there, but can they string it together over a seven-game stretch? I, I don't know that that's in there, uh, I should say. But like what they've got to do, I mean, to, to guarantee a playoff spot, all but guarantee a playoff spot, like they probably got to go 6-1. and one. And right. if... If you want a chance at it, five and two, and like even that is dicey. So, like, given what the bar is for this team and how they look right now, like, there's no more wasting time. There's no more. There's no more margin for error on any level. So, yeah, I, I think they can do it. I think they have it. I think it's in there. It's possible that they can get into the playoffs, especially now with the Deshaun Watson injury. I really do think that's going to hamper Cleveland a lot, and that might be a playoff spot that right. I didn't. I didn't think it was available. Honestly, like I've been big on the Browns before the season. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, um, 
and they weren't that good throughout the year, but I thought they were definitely getting into the playoffs. Watson playing middle-of-the-road quarterback play, and the defense is the best in football, arguably historically great. Like, I always thought Cleveland was going to get in. But now, that's, that's an extra spot that might be available. So, no, I'm not ruling it out. I think it's in, I think it's they're capable of getting in if they right the ship a little bit on offense. But, yes, yeah, Sal, I think it's... It's it's really hard to see them getting in without going six mm-hmm. and one. Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, we'll take your phone calls, by the way, eight zero three zero five fifty. If you'd like to jump on, because we do have the uh, coordinators at eleven thirty, so we have other things we got to get to. But we'd like your phone calls, eight zero three zero five fifty. Are they so they're favored this week? They're not going to be favored next week at the Eagles, I would say, or at the Chiefs. Are they favored at home against the Cowboys? You think? Ooh. I mean, I guess it depends on how the next few weeks go. But as of right yeah. now, you think they're favored at home against the Cowboys, or is that? An underdog situation? I think that one's going to be really close. In fact, last okay. week I saw with the the market tiers or whatever the Ben Baldwin puts out where you can kind of figure out yep. like what a spread would be if the game was today. And last week it would have been a pick 'em between the Bills and the okay. Cowboys. And now, now it's, yeah, maybe the Cowboys would be favored by a point. Um, or maybe it would still be a pick 'em. Either way, I looked up. They have not been an underdog at home since the Seattle home game in 2020. Um, so mm. it's been over three years. And, yeah, whatever whatever the, the marketeers say, either way, yeah, they're in, they're in danger. They're, I, there's a real chance, yes, Al, that I think the Cowboys are either favored or that game's like a pick em. That was a game, uh, no fans, that was during COVID. No fans. Right. Uh, you know, Bills played really well that game. Shadavious White, big interception that game. Um, yeah, I remember that game. So I guess the reason I ask is, Favored, underdog, underdog, maybe a pick 'em. I think they'd be favored at the Chargers. The Chargers defense is just so yep. bad right now. Yeah, I agree. Right? They'll be favored against the Patriots. And that Dolphins game, like, who knows at that point what each team is, but they've already beaten them. So conceivably, we're looking at five of the seven games they could be favored in, five and two, right? And that's the bar they have to get to to at least have a chance here, to at yeah. least have a chance. And by the way, Go ahead. I mentioned like six and one is kind of what you have to do. It's not actually technically true. Like I'm just playing around with the New York Times playoff machine right now. Like what are their odds at different records? Um, yeah, I gave them the most favorable five and two result possible, where I have them losing to the Eagles and the Cowboys. But all the same, two NFC teams. Yeah, win your five AFC games, and you can even drop your NFC games, and they have an 84 percent chance to make it at ten and seven. Wow. So again, like. That that's a little different if if you have a loss in there to an AFC team because of tiebreakers, but it I shouldn't have made it sound like ten and seven and they're probably what if you flip miss. what if you flip Kansas City and Dallas wins loss all right let's do that you know what I mean like you beat Dallas at home but you lose to Kansas City on the road it what if you flip to, that can you do that for me yeah seventy eight percent instead of eighty four so still okay. like so again, you still I should have made it sound like so they, they it, it sounds like five and, and two sounds like five and two is a still pretty good chance according to what you're saying. Yeah. Regardless how you get there, maybe. Yes, I, I agree. If you go five and two, and now let me put in two NFC wins. They beat the Eagles and the Cowboys. They lose to, let's just say, the Chiefs and the Chargers. That's two more AFC losses, 62%. So, again, all that to say, I should have made it sound like 10 and seven, and they probably will miss. They have a good, they have a really good chance of making it at 10 and seven. Part of the problem is, and so last week, we had a discussion debate on the morning show about whether it was a good week for the Bills or not when other teams lost and won, right? Which was it's Monday morning we talked about this. When Houston yep. beating Cincinnati and Cleveland winning, and I said, hey, I think it was a good result for that. You could look at it, or you could at least make it good results for the Bills because it kind of puts more seating into play. Well, obviously, now I'm going to say I'm not going to go down that road. Right now it's about yeah. just getting in, just get to the seventh seed. So to do that, yep. you have to have – all these teams around them, they're fighting with. Now, Miami's still in play, of course, right? I don't think they'll yeah. lose to the Raiders, but you never know. Now, you All you need to do is beat the Dolphins, and then one game flips through a win-loss, and you're winning the division. You're, right. you're ahead of them in the division. If you win one game and Miami loses a game, and then you beat them at the end of the year, you um, be, beat them out for the division. Okay, that said, the point I'm getting to is, mm-hmm. so now I'm looking, I'm in mode of, okay, and now I need to look at the schedule. Like, who are the Bills fans rooting for tonight? It's got to be the Ravens, right? 
God, to beat the Bengals. You want to knock the Bengals down as far as possible now. You do not, as much as you would keep the Ravens in your sights, you're also bringing the Bengals more into play, and they've already beaten you. So you can't have that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the Bengals are they're dealing with their own stuff. I mean, they're in danger, too, right. of missing. Yes. Because, like the Bills, what, what are they? what's their conference record? It's 1-4. Uh, and four. So if they lost tonight, they would be 1-5, same amount of losses in the conference as the Bills would be. And I don't know, maybe if you get a three-way tie, you know, you could go to conference record and you could still win that over Cincinnati. So, yeah, like at this point, you're two games behind Baltimore and the way they've looked. Um, I saw they've led in games all but like 38 minutes this year. Like they, they have been a great team all year. I, I don't think you're catching them. I don't think – and that would even be for seeding in the first place. Yeah, to me it's an easy one tonight that you are rooting for Baltimore to send Cincinnati to 5-5. Five and five. All right, then what are we what are we doing with Steelers Browns Sunday? That's a good one because I keep saying the Steelers are gonna fall. They're gonna fall. They've been out uh-huh. in every game, but you, I, ah, it just doesn't happen. Um, and here comes Cleveland with Dorian Thompson Robinson. Like, I that's a that's a good one. I might, you know, is that you one give me your you take? Pick? I'll give you mine. Okay, is that one where you just pick who you think's more likely to drop off, or is there like a is there a reason? Tiebreaker wise, yeah, I think I don't know if I don't know if Cleveland with Dorian Thompson Robinson is sustainable. So I'm going to have them beat Pittsburgh. I think that's the more favorable result because I think at the end of the day it's not sustainable for them yeah. because Pittsburgh has shown as bad as they can be. It's that's who they are, and it's they are going to squeak out wins and win the way they've been winning. So I can't have them keep doing that. I I think that Cleveland yeah. at some point will not be able to sustain that. So I'll let let them beat Pittsburgh and give them a loss. Yeah, I think I do agree with that. If I um off offhand, I would agree with that. I think to figure this out, I think I'd be splitting hairs either way to try to make a decision, but I'd probably want to look at who's got the tougher schedule. And right. yes. uh, at quick glance, it looks like they both actually have it pretty easily. Just quickly to go into this, after they play each other, the Browns go Broncos, Rams, Jaguars, Bears. That's their next four games. The Steelers' mm. next four games would be Bengals, Cardinals, Patriots, Colts. So, again, both teams have one tough mm. game, if you will, and then some yeah. pretty winnable ones. So, how about this? I'll, I, for now, I would agree with you. I would root for the Browns to beat the Steelers, but it's pretty easy, I think. Whoever loses that football game, like that is the spot that, sh- that you are gunning for. Whoever loses that football game, whether it's Pittsburgh or Cleveland, that is the most right. vulnerable team to kick out of the playoffs. 803-0550 if you want to jump on board here. Let's go to Ray and Clarence. And uh, Josh, you can bring Ray up. I'd appreciate that. Let's go to Ray and Clarence, who's first up here on WGR. Go ahead, Ray. Good morning, guys. Yes, it's all about who your wins are against. Cincinnati, you know, great, five wins, but, you know, it's all against NFC games, but except the Bills. You know, two things. I want to say something tongue-in-cheek. I haven't heard it all week, but the way the game ended with 12 guys on the field, it sure does present uh, a whole new meaning to the 12th man, huh? Is this going to be known as the 12th man game? You know, as opposed to we always take pride in the Buffalo fans. I, I know you're being funny, yeah. but we do have nicknames for games, right? Like we say the yeah, whatever game. Being funny, the, but but right? yeah, the first thing I thought of, 12th man, boy, that sure means something different. Yeah, I saw... The reason why I, no, so, never mind, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, Ray. The, the reason why I called is, you know, I was really surprised with the firing of Dorsey this week. I, it seems like McDermott sometimes can be conservative and would have done it on the bye week. But the more I think about it, I like that the first game's at home. You know, any employee in life, when you enjoy work, when it's fun, when it's it's easier, there's less pressure. And if the Bills can kickstart themselves this week, I really think it sets up for two weeks of maybe better camaraderie, better uh, – Workplace morale, you know, if you want to call it that. I don't think of football as workplace, but it really is. You know, if they can enjoy themselves and start having fun, I think the floodgates could open up again. You know, because that's what they've been used to the last few years, having fun. It's, it's fun when you get big chunk plays. It's fun when you score. It's fun when you win. And, you know, we're struggling. So I, I like the idea that they're coming out, even on a short week, playing at home. I I, um, I know it's you know, there's still pressure. You know, I'm sure Brady's going to be nervous and, and them all. But I, 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 overall, I like what they did on the short week coming back at home. Mm-hmm. Well, Ray, that's the C word. That's the C word that we've debated and talked about many words. That's culture, exactly what you're talking about. And I, I do think there's something to what's happened in that culture of that offense. And we can make fun of culture, subculture, and all the things that Sean McDermott referenced. But I do think there's something going on there, Joe, where they have to get back to 
yeah, what do, you, what do you want to call it? Having fun, energy, I don't know, whatever it is. There's something yeah. that's just not right there. Well, I, the, the caller mentions chunk plays, and yeah. one thing I, I think about is that the Bills, I mean, they are 22nd, this is at least in the last month. I know for the, the whole season they're low too, but in the last six games they're 22nd in the NFL in explosive plays. Like, they don't, they don't connect down the field anymore. They, they are the team that defenses are saying, go ahead, take six, seven yards at a time, you'll get bored, and Allen will give us one. And that is, I mean, that's less fun, right? Like, I mean, it, it's, it wins, and winning is fun, so it's not to say you shouldn't do it if it works, but it, there's no debate. I mean, it's, it is less fun if you are dinking and dunking or, or just taking, you know, your, your, again, seven yards at a time, if it be that, but you're never connecting on big bombs down the field. Diggs beating a, cor- uh, a safety over the top. Right. Or someone, you know, did James Cook play? That was fun. I mean, he picked it up on a, he dribbled it, which, you know, makes <laughs> it a little extra. But that's a piece of this, too. And I think Brady's, Joe Brady's attitude and his tone being a little bit different will certainly help this. I do think, right, the culture piece of it will as well. But I do think an element is if Brady is able to figure out a way to open up down the field for this offense, and especially this quarterback, we know deep down what this quarterback wants to do is show off that he can throw the ball further than everybody on planet Earth. (laughs) And if Brady can figure out a way for Allen to do that, I think that's how Josh Allen starts having more fun. I mean, it would be great to see. It would be fun for the fans, that's for sure, too, on a home game, as um, the caller just said as well. George in Fort Erie. Hi, George. Hey. Uh, just a little disappointed. Uh, I guess it's disappointed in, in uh, the, the whole the way the whole year is rolled out. But I'm inter- interested, Joe, because you, you really are the voice of reason. And I'm shocked you guys are kicking these playoff possibilities around. Why is that? They have, they've got no. They have, and I'm not a pessimist. I'm a Bills fan. I've been doing this. I'm 70 years old. I've been in the 90s. Blah 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 blah. Um, realistically, we got no chance of winning five or six games down the stretch with with this well, team with their attitude. Well, realistically, I mean, we can look this up. It's like it's 40. percent I mean, you can look at different yeah. sites. There is a number on it. I mean, you could disagree with that, but you're saying zero. Zero. I wholeheartedly disagree with it, and I guess I guess you guys, for entertainment value, I, and I trust your, I respect you guys more than anybody. I listen to you guys like twenty hours a week. I'm not throwing stones because I, I very much respect what you what you guys have to say, and I love listening. Yep, yep. To you. But I'm just, I, I just tell me, yes or no? Are you entertaining this stuff? For entertainment value, are you even talking about no. the playoffs or entertainment value, George? No, no, no. It's, a, it's it's a, it's a football season. Every team, there's they're five and five, like a lot of teams. They're fighting for a playoff spot. You know what disagrees with you? Math. Yeah, and not even math. Like, listen, like like George, like appreciate you call me the voice of reason. Okay, let me try to be that. I don't think they're going to make it. I don't. Yeah, we both. But say I'm that. not saying there's no chance. I think to say there's no chance to me that sounds unrealistic. That they can't get in. I mean, they can. It's really hard, and they've dug a hole here that is not have me being optimistic about it. But, no, to say there's no chance, of course there is a chance that they could do it, or else we would pack the season up, and I would be screaming about right now why they should start Kyle Allen to get Marvin Harrison Jr. The, the, the oh, day- wait a minute. Wait, wait. I'm glad you said that. Let's go to Rob in Buffalo. I think he wants to say that. Oh, okay. Rob, what do you got for us? Uh-oh. Yes, sir. Listen, I know it sounds crazy. But if you, you take remember, this one, Joe. When we lost to the Bengals. We lost, <laughs> and and Brandon Bean came on on the. He did his press conference, uh-huh. and he said, "We'll never be as bad as the Bengals, so we'll never get a Jamar Chase. We're bad right now." No, no, he didn't. Well, let me let me correct what he said. I, I just think it's important to say what he said. He said, "I would love to have a guy like Jamar Chase, but I don't want to have to suck that bad to be picking that high." Okay, okay, okay. Then I said it wrong. What? We suck. Okay, that's okay. I just want to go. But go ahead. Go ahead with your point, buddy. <laughs> go, wait, Rob, go ahead. We go ahead. Suck that bad right now, right? So, why let's not just say, okay, let's just get rid of it. Gabe Davis is gone. He sucks. He's gone. Stefan Diggs, we don't know. He might be mad at the end of the year. So, let's get a young guy in there to potentially replace Stefan Diggs once he gets up to age. And Trent Shurfield, we don't know what he's going to be because we don't use him. 
Deontay Hardy, we don't really use him either. So why not just take the season in and see what it do and try to get somebody in the high draft picks? So, so I'll, I'll take this one. So, Rob, I, I listen, if you want to root against them to get Marvin Harrison Jr., you do you. Like, you do you. Uh, the, the obvious reason as to why they wouldn't tank it is because the moment you do that, you've lost your entire team forever. Yeah, that's um, So that's why you don't do it proactively. And, again, like, hey, if they go – Howard picked the Bills yesterday to be 6-9 and nine going into the New England game. If they're 6-9 and nine going into the New England game, like, there's a good chance I'm going to be secretly wanting the Patriots to win. Because what, what am I trying to do at that point? I'm not making the playoffs. They're probably going to be bad enough to where they're getting near Caleb Williams' territory. So, uh, listen, that's down the road, though. I'm not there yet. I'm not even close to there yet. They'd have to be eliminated. For me, like, they would have to be mathematically eliminated before I'm even thinking about, like, really wanting, I should say, them to get as high as they can in the draft order. I got this question. Truthfully, every year it's the same thing we lose off of coaching, a bad decision made by a coach. You think it's going to be different? I know it's a chance if we make the playoffs, everybody has a chance to make it. But do you really, really believe, like deep down in your heart, that we'll really make a difference out there in the playoffs? And make a Super Bowl with it. I think once you, I think if you get in, anything can happen. I think you know, it's one one team, one team can win. I think if you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. I'll tell you this: remember a few years ago, Joe. Thanks for the call, by the way. Remember a few years ago when. Which, what year was it? I think it was COVID, 2020. Yep. And the Bills are having this really nice year. And you're like, okay, but oh my God, what? The reward is they get the Ravens? Like, you know, the way the Ravens were playing with Lamar and yeah. running the ball. Yep. And you're like, oh my God, like the way the seating is, come on. You're going to play the Ravens now? And they beat them in that game here in Buffalo. And maybe that was it. Or how about even last year where Jacksonville almost, I mean, they go to Kansas City and they almost beat the Chiefs. I think at the end of the game, it was like a two-score game, but they're there. And you're like, okay, now the reward is you get the Bengals here. I, this is a long way of me saying this. If the Bills were the seventh seed, whoever the two seed is, is really mad. <laughs> They're like, yeah. wait a minute. We got to play Josh Allen and the Bills coming to our place. Honestly, like, I know if the Bills got in, nobody would want to see them in the playoffs. I, I agree with that. And also the premise there is, well, if, if I if I get in... How much confidence do I have that they're going to do anything anyway? Well, let's 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 play through that. If they get in, they've probably gone five and two, at least. Maybe they've gone six and one, and they could go six and one and be the seven seed. They could go five and two and be the seven seed. If they get to that point, given their schedule, that means they've beaten some some damn good teams, right? They've either beaten the Eagles yeah. or they've beaten the Chiefs or they've beaten the Dolphins again or they've beaten the Cowboys. Like they are beating multiple of those teams. And where will we be at that point? Like, right now, I don't have a lot of confidence that they'll be able to put together what they need to to win those games. They can't beat Denver right now. The idea of them beating, like, both Dallas and Kansas City on the way to making it and not messing up against the Jets and Patriots, who they've already lost to, like, I don't have a lot of confidence that they'll do that. But if they do, what what are we talking about going into the, the playoffs? Of course we're talking about they could go on a run. Look, they just beat... Whoever, any combination of those teams. They beat Dallas and Kansas City. They beat Philadelphia and, and Dallas. They beat whoever. Like, they would have done they would have done the job of repairing confidence in fans, I believe, if they get in somehow. So, we're all, in a lot of ways, prisoners of the moment. And I, I agree with a lot of these callers who call up and say, oh my god, come on, like, playoffs, or people thinking, like, how can you guys... Guy calls up, 0% chance. That's, that's far more unrealistic than what we're talking about. 0% chance. What's wild to me, and it's hilarious, it's amazing, and I get it, I do, I'm not saying this is wrong on anybody's part. But, what's funny to me is, Joe, seven, eight, nine years ago, if they're in this very spot... We are excited about this conversation. We're having the same conversation, but we're like, oh my God, here's what has to happen. They could actually do this. And now we got people going, oh yeah, there's no possible way. But it's no different. There is literally no difference. In fact, I'll actually say they have a better team now than they had back then. Way better, right? So that's why you have to at least give it space to talk about. Look, the point I even, the reason I even brought all this up with Joe to start was I think that. You know, every week we we come on here, we do Wednesday show, Thursday show, we focus on, okay, they got the Jets, they got whatever team coming up, we're digging in, what has to happen. This has become more about big picture now, both on the field, in the standings, and where they could wind up, and what happens to the coaching staff at the end of the year, and what does it look like with Joe Brady, and what does he have to do? This has become a big picture point, and if they win a couple games, it becomes much more about 
Okay, now we're going to focus back in. What do they got to do this particular week? So that's why I brought it up here. Let's go to – we got two Scots on hold. Let's go to the one in Rochester. Go ahead, Scott. Hey, guys. Um, just on your last point, I would love to be the seventh seed and have to play Tennessee. That their one seed. Um, that would be – one on a run, and, and that's who they're playing. But my two points are um, everybody knows the government's on the hot seat now, and I back to Andy in Philly. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Even after how well he did, they, they moved on. And then he wasn't successful until he went to Kansas City. McDermott, I love the guy. He brought us back out of a giant hole. But uh, where's he going? Yeah, Scott, we're having a lot of trouble. You're breaking up really bad. So, listen, I think I get the point. I do want to clarify and tell you, I think Andy Reid was very successful in Philly, but I get your point. He didn't win a Super Bowl until he went to Kansas City. Um, Same thing with Tony Dungy, and this point has been made, right? I remember living in Florida and going through that Tony Dungy thing, Joe, which is, and and, and look, it was a very similar feel. In the mid-90s, when, mid to late 90s, I should say, Tony Dungy's coaching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they had gone right away, late 90s there, they'd gone to a couple NFC championship games or playoffs, and they couldn't win. And people were like, oh my God, this team, what do you got to do? And there was a discussion about, well, maybe you need to move on from the head coach. And a lot of people... I mean, I was in this boat thinking, like, yeah, they can't do that. Like, Tony Dungy, look at this wild, wild success he's had. They traded for John Gruden. <laughs> they traded for him. And John Gruden comes in and wins the Super Bowl. Sometimes you get to a point where you need another voice. Sometimes you get to a point where a coach can only take you so far. Look, I'm not going to tell you here that I think the Bills should move on from Sean McDermott. I think everybody knows. I think Sean McDermott's an excellent football coach. I'm not going to... I think he should remain the football coach of the Buffalo Bills because I think he's really good because it's always the fear of mine of, look, I don't know where you can get that consistency and that, you know, every year being in this mix, even if he's ever got there to me, one team can win it every year. Have there been mistakes along the line? Sure. It's not always on coaching. There have been coaching mistakes. There's no doubt about that. But even what even teams who have made changes like um, Tampa did to Gruden and they win or eventually the Eagles. Well, look, the Eagles didn't win after they moved on from Andy Reid. They won years and years later. How about that point? Right. The Eagles moved on from Andy Reid. Andy Reid went somewhere and coach and coach and won a Super Bowl. The Eagles didn't. It was many years after that, after they a few coaches removed from that. So, yeah, I I get the point. I get the sentiment when people say that. I just don't think you're going to. I also am very, very afraid, I guess, Joe, the best way for me to say this, of also going the opposite direction because I think they have a good football coach and a good staff. I do wonder. I I do wonder, like, Staff meaning organization, by the way, overall. Yeah. 
I do wonder how much louder that's going to get. I mean, especially if they miss. I mean, it's starting to get a little loud right now, and it's not just any old caller or any old, you know, guy with a radio show that's talking. I mean, Adam Schefter is on the Pat McAfee show talking about how McDermott knows the pressure's on him and the Bills, if they don't get the results, they're going to have to look at everybody here. Like, when Schefter is saying that, like, I'm not saying that Schefter knows everything, but... I, I, you perk up a little bit, right? When when guys yeah, like sure. that are, are referencing it, so I I, wa- I really do wonder how much louder it's going to get because this is the NFL, and and nothing nothing should ever be off the table, and right? I mean, it should never. We have seen these owners; they eat money all the time. They move on, and like this is a very 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 high pressure business. So I, as much as you and I say all the time, Joe, yeah, this ownership's not firing Sean McDermott. It's the NFL; anything can happen. Yeah, no. It, other than uh, you probably never move on from your quarterback <laughs> when, when he's playing at this right, level. That's, yeah. that's the one thing that could never you get happen. My point. But no, I I, I, yeah. I do get your point. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm struggling back and forth with where I'm at with McDermott right now. Like I again, like I'm not even in a, in a solid landing spot right now because there are preconceived notions I have about why you never hire a defensive coach in the first place. But then there is what they've done. And there's the record, and there is what they've been as a passing offense. But then there's also how their neutral pass rate has been going down over the last two years. And it's this slow decrease time over time. So are they kind of working back to something that we've always thought McDermott wants to do but never really has? Like, I get mixed up in a lot of that, which is why, like, I'm not really formulating an opinion because I don't know how strong one I have on – what what they've got right now? What what like the future of the head coach? Or I'm waiting on that until after the season. I I think we're at a place where I can respect a caller wanting to talk about the future in that way. But for oh, me yeah. personally, like I don't think I'll get there in, in knowing where I'm at until at, we know what's happened this season, like the full scope of everything. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back here. Good stuff today. Extra point show. Keep the calls coming. Joe's got sneaky starts and sits. I have three dog Thursday as well. Joe Brady going to be at eleven. Going to be talking at eleven thirty uh, along with Eric Washington today as well here on WGR. We lost five games. We we've won five games. I know it's cliche, but we are still in control of all the things that we really want to do. We still play all the big dogs coming up, and you know I still believe in this team. I still believe in the defense, offense, special teams, and you know I wouldn't want to have it any other way. I wouldn't want to have any other quarterback other than Josh Allen. Like, even if I could trade him and get another quarterback around the league, like I just believe in Josh Allen and what he can do and his ceiling more than any other quarterback that I've ever been around. Von Miller yesterday from down here at One Bills Drive. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Joe, just want to correct something I said, or at least not correct it, but kind of put it more in context. Maybe I said it was like many years for the Eagles. It wasn't, but I'll get to that because I want to get connected with our fans by telling you that, and it's always brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com for the new Kia Forte Sportage and Telluride. Um, Mark tweeted me and said, Sal, the Eagles won the Super Bowl four seasons after Reed left. That's right. I guess I remember it being okay. longer than that. That is right. Reed won his first a... um, seven years after going. So so he actually took se- it was seven years. The, the point I was making, though, is it took two coaches after the Eagles yeah, there did. Yeah, there was a coach the in move. between. There was a coach in between. That's right. Yeah. So if someone says, when someone calls up and says, and this is a good point, I get it, hey, the Eagles got to the ceiling with, Andy Reid, and then they moved on from him, and Andy Reid won a Super Bowl that many years later. That's an Andy Reid point. That is not an Eagles point. The Eagles won the Super Bowl after two more coaches came in, though. And it wasn't... I mean, who was their quarterback when when Reid left? It's not like... That that part of it's different, too. When Reid left? That yeah, was 2012. It was a whole He new, was... I got it right here. Yeah, there, were, there was a whole new reset, though. Michael like, Vick. Basically. Michael Vick, right. So, like, there's a whole new reset between when Reed's the coach and Peterson's the coach. So even though it's four yes. years, like that, yes. that wouldn't be what you have It's Chip here. Kelly in between, by the way. Yeah, you, would have, you wouldn't have the reset here, which is why I do think it, it, it's, it's different. Because a coach in here, it's Allen and it's Diggs and it's, right. it's, the, it's the defense, like a lot of the same guys. So I, that, I do think there's a difference there. Not to say there aren't some examples. Like Dungy Gruden is really the comparison you want. The Eagles one isn't. What about, you know... 
There are also examples of teams who say, I think this coach got to our ceiling. They move on, and the team becomes a lot worse. Would that maybe be like a Marty Schottenheimer maybe? You know what I mean? Like they got, you know, Marty Schottenheimer is known. He's like the poster child of, hey, really good regular seasons, and then he fails. But look at the teams he's on after he left. Did they win after that? I don't know. See, you know what I mean? Like there, there are examples both ways here. And I guess that's what I'm more afraid of. When I say, hey, I think Sean McDermott, I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't think the Bills should move on from Sean McDermott. I don't. I think he's a really good football coach. And I think it's hard to get someone to be as consistent over this amount of time that he has. The Bills have one of the best, if not the best, overall record in the league in the time that he's been the head coach, at least maybe the last five, six years. I look at that, those kinds of examples too, Joe, and I say, Teams have done that. They actually take steps back, and I don't want that to happen here. What is uh, what is Elway for this? Elway's got the same coach for like the first decade of his career, right? But then there's Wade in between, and then it's Shanahan. Is that right? Do yeah, I, and there I, was I, a I, lot. Uh, I'll have to look at that with the Broncos. Yes, it had to be. Was it? I think there were a couple. Uh, it had to, it was Wade the only one in between? I'm going to take a look at that right now. Schottenheimer. I'm trying to look at him too. Okay, because Schottenheimer was. If you look at where's the uh, where do I go here for okay? Coaches? While you do that, I do have that. Schottenheimer. So. Schottenheimer in '88, he leaves Cleveland after ten wins, ten wins, twelve wins, losing in championship games, and then they go nine wins, three wins, six wins. That's Belichick coming in after that after a few years. Yeah, the Elway comparison, by the way, and again, I don't even know how much I want to use this yet. I'm just kind of exploring it now. He's got Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves is the Broncos coach from '81 to '92. So for the first, and I just want to throw this out. There's been a lot of the last several, like about ten years ago, a lot came out about like they did not have a good relationship at all. Like there was a lot of strain there. Re- the Reeves and uh, Elway. Yes. Even with that being said, I mean they they were on the same right. team for ten years. Um, That's correct. Yes. And then they go two years of Wade Phillips. He goes five hundred, and then it's Shanahan. So like the Broncos, like this is less less a, a thought of for me of like. Is this a reason why they should or shouldn't do it? This is a coach and quarterback that were together for, I mean, 10 years. They did not make a change with John Elway until John Elway was 33 years old. Like, they, they gave 10 years before saying, we haven't won a Super Bowl, 8-4, and four, not good enough, let's move on. And, like, that, that's more of a wonder. Like, what's the Bills' limit? What's the Pagula's limit? Because I don't think we're there. I don't think we're maybe even that close to being there. Is it ten years? Is it like that? That's my that's my wonder. It's just like what what the line in the sand is. Because for Denver back then in the eighties, it was ten years. It's it's a fascinating discussion. It really is. I mean, Schottenheimer. Then I'm using him as an example. He he's in Kansas City until ninety eight. And then they go Gunther Cunningham, Dick Vermeil, who did a nice job coming back in the reset with them. They did get to the playoffs one year. Herm Edwards, Charles Haley, Romeo Cornell, before they even get to Andy Reid. I just think it's fascinating when you think of all of the different ways that you could do this and this could go. Let's go to Scott in Illinois, the other Scott. Thanks for holding, buddy. Hey, good morning, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Good morning. Um, and I preface this by saying this is strictly opinion. and um, I don't have anything to back it up, per se. But You're I'm allowed like- to give that here. It's okay. Go ahead, buddy. You're all good. But I wanted to, and I actually saw you on the sideline. I said I was from Illinois, and my wife and I came up this last weekend. But um, in any event, I think I'd like to talk about Josh. And I've been following Josh since his days at Wyoming. And I think that he is philosophically struggling with um, what Bean and McDermott want him to do. If you look at his history, his style of play up until basically last year was what he was. You can go back to college. You can all the way up through the pros. And then all of a sudden this year, he's changed. And, I and you know, we've heard that they want to protect him. They want to do all that. And I think he philosophically maybe has a problem with that. And, I, and I'll tell you why I say that. As recent as I mean, maybe two or three weeks ago, we did that podcast with Tom Brady and Brady said that, you know, he's like my son. He won't listen, won't listen. And Josh made the comment that the only time that I've been hurt is when I've been in the pocket. And if you even go back to college, I think he got hurt at the Air Force game at the end of the first half, and it was it being in the pocket. And Josh's comment, again, two or three weeks ago was, I've only been hurt in the pocket. I've not been hurt on the run. And I think if Josh bought into what was going on right now, there would have been no reason for him to make that comment. And I think that this year – 
he doesn't you you just don't see him and teams are teams know what he's going to do i mean even this last weekend he had opportunities to go to get a first down and he just he flat out would not make that move and a year ago it would have been a no-brainer he would have done that and i think teams are camping on that now knowing that he's struggling with making that decision to be the guy that's just kind of a little out of out of control on the wild card and I think that's where his head is right now, and I think that's what he's struggling with. I think it's all fair. I think it's all fair, Joe. Yeah, I do too. I mean, the coach said, right? Like, they're not, he's not mentally where they'd like him to be. And hope, I mean, Brady's got to be able to help that, I would hope. I mean, because that, that, that's got to be job number one right now. Like, if that's true about your franchise star quarterback, then that's, that's got to be corrected. You know, whatever that is. But whether it's playing more of an offense that's tailored to him or his strengths or, again, like, once you get into the X's and O's, I think there's an answer in there. But winning games is going to help, too. It's amazing. We went through all summer, people telling everybody here in Buffalo, you, you rely on Josh too much, can't rely on him so much. And now we're sitting here going, I think we need to rely on him a little more and let him do his thing. Right? That's kind of what we're talking about. We um, we will have sneaky starts and sits. I think what we'll do is, I think I'll get to Three Dog Thursdays, goes a little quicker, and then Joe will have that um, at 11 o'clock for you. In the meantime, let's get to Josh in L.A. Josh, go ahead. You're on WGR. Hey, good morning, guys. Love the show. Um, I just want to say something. I love the last caller. Uh, first of all, I'm going to get to a point about Stefan Diggs, but first I want to say, we do need a running game, and I'm glad they've developed that. However, the last caller is right. There's a way Josh Allen needs to play. That said, uh, and I'm not a big fan of the inmates running the asylum, but I'm going to talk about Steph Diggs. The, not unlike Josh Allen, this is not a player who's easily replaced. There's two things about Diggs that I think you absolutely must make him happy unless he's so disruptive that he has to go, which I don't think that's the case. Number one is his talent. He breaks a lot of plays. We know this. We know what he can do after he catches the ball. This is not easily replaced. But most importantly, and I'm going to do the old fart thing here, I'm the guy who's been watching the Bills since 1973. This guy has the right mentality. Diggs has a mentality that he does not want to lose. He will not accept losing. And at the risk of offending everybody, there's been way too many Buffalo athletes who have been okay down deep. They've been okay with losing. And I'm not saying guys don't make an effort. I'm not saying guys don't care. There's been some great players who played for the bills who really cared guys like Bruce Smith, right? Jim Kelly, but Stefan Diggs is one of the all time greatest Buffalo athletes. And if they don't make him happy and they got to keep him, it would be an enormous mistake to lose Steph Diggs. Because this is the kind of mentality that the Buffalo Bills have always needed. And I will hang up and take your comments. Okay, I'll just address this and say, first of all, I agree with everything you said about Diggs' attitude, mentality, and I love it. And I do think that that can really be something that could be galvanizing and helpful to a team. But I, I don't think you run the organization based on making a wide receiver happy. And if, and if it gets to a point... Where he's going to be when he's going to be thirty one next year, if there is something behind the scenes and there's rumblings and whatever, and this organization feels they have to move on, you that's what you do. And yes, it would suck to lose him. I don't want to lose Stefan Diggs, Joe, but you cannot run the organization based on making Stefan Diggs happy. That's that's right. But if you are, I mean, you want to run your offense. How long is that going to last? I mean, you want to run your offense to make him happy. Again, haven't we figured out with Diggs? All all that means is you're winning. Isn't that it? Yeah, I don't think that, right. I don't think he's not happy. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen anything like that other than his brother tweeting oh, I mean, out stuff. But I mean, he's got like 16 targets in one game this year. Oh, I mean, I believe for certain he is PO'd, but it's because they're not winning. I'm, sure. and I don't think that has to graduate Correct. to he wants out, which is what the caller too said. Yeah. Yes. So like, yeah. He, he, again, who's happy right now? Like, does he does he want to win more than some other? Players on the team, I I don't doubt that for a second. The way he that he is, and what you hear about him, and the, the way he acts, like when he's standing on the sidelines, Kansas City. Either way, I I think the dude is a competitive freak. So yeah, I Agreed. think he wants to be happy, and I don't think he's happy right now. But I just connect that to winning. He gets the ball. I mean, the last two weeks it's gone down a little bit. He's got almost as many targets as anybody in football. 
He if he got three yeah. targets a game, yeah, he would be upset by that. But I think he would be completely in the right to be upset by that. I think most people would be upset by that. So I don't think we're in that space. I think the only thing to think about here with Diggs is does he have question marks about questions like he might have in the offseason about the direction of this football team. And that's it. If you correct that, then I think everybody is is Gucci on that. All right, real quick, because we take time out. We'll come back. We have Three Dog Thursday, Stefan Diggs, this year amongst qualifying leaders. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In the NFL, number one in targets. The only receiver in the NFL has been targeted over 100 times already, Joe. The only one. And now he's played one more game than some people. He's caught 73 passes, tied for the most in the league. He's fifth in the league in yards. He should not be unhappy about any kind of usage. Only thing she should be unhappy about, like a lot of people, what you just said. They're not winning. We'll take a timeout. Three Dog Thursday on the way on WGR. All right, Joe. So last week on Three Dog Thursday, man, I took the Patriots plus two and a half and they couldn't get out of their own way. And they lost by what? Uh, 10 to 6. Yep. <laughs> 10 to 6, was it, in Germany against the Colts? And then, stupidly, I took the Jaguars plus 3. I, I mean, I say that. I thought it'd be a close game against the Niners. Niners just destroyed them, so I blew that one. I did have the Browns. That was looking like the Patriots were looking good for a while. I lost. Browns were looking horrible for a while. They won in the field. I had them plus 6.5. I said, hey, division game. So I was 1 and 2. I'm 14 and 15. Still trying to kind of navigate my way through this under 500, right around 500. So let's do it this week. Here's what I got for you. All right, Joe, I'm going to start off. With a really big spread. Once again this week, I'm going against the San Francisco 49ers. I'm sorry. It's not because I think the 49ers stink. I don't. But the Buccaneers are getting 12 points. That is an absolutely huge number in the NFL. And even though San Fran did go to Jacksonville and destroy them last week, I mean, that was a great turnaround. They also had a bye week. Now, I know Jacksonville did too, but they were coming off a bye week. It was a big game for them to kind of get right after the trade deadline, after three losses. I kind of look at that and go, I think it was a bit of a different circumstance for them and a big reason why they were able to do what they were able to do. Now they get a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team who actually plays better on the road than at home. On the road, they've won, they've won, they've lost by six and lost by two. In fact, Tampa's last three losses, including here in Buffalo, all by one score. You're going to give me 12? I'll take Baker Mayfield in that offense to at least get a backdoor cover. Up, uh, you know They're probably going to lose the game. They lose by 10. They lose by 8, something like that. I get 12 points. I'll take it. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings and Josh Dobbs. They're getting 2.5 points against the Denver Broncos team we just saw here on Monday Night Football. This is a short week for Denver. They play Monday night. They left to go back Tuesday to Denver, by the way. They had some issues with their plane. They didn't get out till late. So now they're scrambling to even get back there and get back into the groove of things in Denver on a long flight back. And they get a Minnesota Vikings team right now that's feeling it with Josh Dobbs at quarterback, right? I like this kid. I like what he's doing. He's giving him some juice. He's giving him some energy. He can do some things on the field. But here's the key hidden part of this game, Joe. The Minnesota Vikings have a good defense. They're actually like top 10 or right around there in a lot of different metrics. And against the run, they're fifth in the league in yards per play given up. That's what Denver does well. I don't think Denver's going to run the ball that well against them. This becomes a game I think it comes pretty close. I think the Vikings win the game. I think they go to Denver and they beat the Denver Broncos. I'll take Minnesota plus two and a half. And then finally, it's the game of the week. It's Monday Night Football. It's the Eagles and the Chiefs. And I'm getting the Eagles plus three. Joe, this simply comes down to... Super Bowl rematch, two really good teams, two teams that at times, especially the Chiefs, haven't been as good as a lot of people thought they'd be. The Eagles keep winning, but there are some flaws there. But I'll take the Eagles getting three points. I don't trust the Chiefs right now. I don't trust the Chiefs' offense right now. They really haven't been that good this year. And I think this is a two weeks to prepare Super Bowl rematch for the Philadelphia Eagles. They've been gearing up for this game. This game means a whole hell of a lot to them. I think they go to Kansas City. This is a really, really tight game. So I'm going to take the three points. I'm going to take the Eagles plus three at Kansas City, the Vikings plus two and a half at Denver, and the Buccaneers plus 12 at the San Francisco 49ers. I am in complete agreement with all of them. I love the Vikings pick, especially with Dobbs playing the way he is. And yeah, yeah. The, the 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 Chiefs just still don't Chiefs still don't look right. So 
That game's going to be close, I think, but I, I, uh, I like the Eagles in that game, too. Should be a fun one. By the way, I mean, Bills catch a bit of a schedule break with that game. Think about it. The Eagles have like their game of the year, the game, the rematch against a Super Bowl, the team they lost to in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. on Monday night in Kansas City. Bills play Sunday. Then after that game, the Eagles got to fly back from Kansas City to Philadelphia Tuesday. They have a short week to get ready for the Bills coming off a very, very emotional, I'm sure, game that they've been looking for. So I think the Bills get a bit of a schedule break playing the Eagles Thanksgiving weekend next Sunday. But the Bills got to do take care of business first to even let that happen and care about that and make it matter when they play the New York Jets here at 425 p.m. By the way, Tony Romo. Uh, Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wolfson on the call on CBS. They're getting the national treatment at 425 p.m. Joe's got sneaky starts and sits on the way. I'm going to head over to the Bills media room soon. We have both Joe Brady and Eric Washington talking. We'll carry that live on WGR at 1130. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.